0: Are you looking for the magic to make your life truly count? Do you want the secret formula to make every day your best day yet? Hello, and welcome to the finishing on fire radio show. And now here are your show hosts, Dave Wadsworth and Greg Vance. Hello, everybody. Dave Wadsworth here your host for the Finishing on Fire radio show, along with my co-host, my great friend, Greg Vance. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. I tell you what, tonight, folks, today, folks, this morning, whatever time you're listening, we are talking about death. And uh, (laughs) not usually a fun topic, but uh, it's something we need to deal with. And what we're talking about, last week we mentioned, we talked about our own death. And, and just really kind of coming to grips with, with our life and where we're at in life and, and just understanding that it's coming. And so we need to make every day really count uh, because it's just a matter of time and we don't know when that is. That's, that's not our choosing, but boy, we just need to be ready. But uh, uh, on our website, I want to lead you to our website. It's finishingonfire.com. And that's, of course, that's the name of our show, Finishing on Fire. And it all comes around basically from the book uh, that I wrote this past year, Finishing on Fire. And it's talking about living your legacy of, of purpose and passion and prosperity and, and just living every day and making it your best day yet. And uh, Greg, I think you've done a good job of that. And uh, and I appreciate uh, you know some of your examples in life and some of the things you've done. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, and we're going to talk about that some more today, tonight, um, especially when we talk about our parents and, and dive deeper into that. But uh, I think we've got a, as we were just talking about, how this is can be such a sobering subject, um, we're going to introduce a brand-new segment into tonight's show uh, that we talked about in a previous one. And it's called Wadzi's World, where we explore some of the uh, extraordinary and humorous elements uh, animal-related stories that Dave has. And uh, folks, you'll be (laughs) amazed with what he comes up with. And now,
0: it's time for Wadsies World. Yes, Dave Wadsworth's true-life animal stories.
1: So, he's got a list of 42 different animal encounters that he can talk about. And so I thought since it's February, it's a month with 28 days in it. Uh, we would pick animal number 28.
0: All right. Animal number 28. And uh, let me look here on my list. Animal number 28 is actually barn swallows.
1: Yeah, there we go. <laughs>
0: <Barn> sw- <laughs> so I have to come up with a story. Uh, in my life about barn swallows. And if you don't know, that is a type of a bird. A swallow is a bird. They're quick. They're not real big, but boy, they're fast. And and they're just everywhere. Uh, Basically, insect eating birds. Uh, They go after the mosquitoes and bugs and so forth. But uh, barn swallows, they're unique. I remember as a a young man, uh, we were probably, golly, we must have been probably... uh, 10 or 11 years old and we had a buddy he lived on a farm just outside of town and he had uh hogs and some cattle and and different things just livestock and he had an old barn and we used to go in there and we had a good old time in that barn and if you've ever been in a barn they're typically multi-layered or leveled um you have you know kind of down below um you may have some equipment stored or you may have some, mm-hmm. some livestock and then you got another layer or two and usually have hay or grain stored up higher in the barn and so forth. But, but this barn had a lot of different nooks and crannies and, and, and crevices around. You could hide. And we played all kinds of games in there and it was funny, this one area, they had these, um, these floor joists, uh, uh, we were down in the bottom and these floor joists up above us for the next layer. Uh, they were the straight boards underneath the uh, the next layer and the barn swallows, they would make nest and they were basically like mud and straw mm-hmm. and they would stick them to the side of these, these floor joists. And, uh, and so it was like um, sticking a, a half shell up against a, 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 a the the floor joist and it was made of, of sticks and mud and stuff and it would be within about um and and those floor joists were probably about 10 inches tall maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> i tell you what we would do those barn swallows would set on those nests uh the mama and and we would sneak around and we would try to reach our hand up and catch the barn swallow on the nest.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> we, so we were trying to be real quiet and, and we'd come from a, the backside where they couldn't see us, you know, and, and we would reach up real quick and, and reach up on top of that nest and try to catch them in the nest. And of course they were so fast. Those little boogers, they would just shoot right out of there and take off flying and, and stuff. But every once in a while, we would catch one on the nest. Well, we thought we were something, but the problem was when you caught one, my gosh, they went nuts. And they would peck <laughs> the snot out of our hand. We'd have our hand on them, and all of a sudden, then they're just pecking us like crazy on the fingers and the hand. And and so we didn't hold on to them very long. Every once in a while, we could get one that, was <laughs> that we caught it by the head and, and, and it couldn't, you know, bite us or, 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 uh, peck us to death you know, right, <laughs> and right. stuff, but we were just kids and we were just being goofy and, and we never really hurt any of them. Uh, we weren't trying to do that. We were just, you know, being silly and having fun. And, uh, but I remember those barn swallows and it was so weird. They were just, um, they would build these nests and they were just kind of like a, they were kind of like a half coconut shell, uh-huh. um that was you know was just cut off and stuck to the uh the uh timbers there uh the floor <laughs> choice and it, and we were just trying to catch barn swallows and and they they were but most of them were pretty dang fast and they would fly out of there and of course they were constantly flying around the barn and uh, a lot of times kind of like a martin mm-hmm. or uh, what's the other word um let's see there's others, but they, they catch insects at night and they would fly around. They come out usually in the evening when it's starting to get a little dark and the mosquitoes are coming out and they're just flying everywhere and stuff. And mm-hmm. bats, we used to watch the bats also, cause we had tons <laughs> of bats. Uh, that would fly around and they were just gobbling up insects and, and mosquitoes and stuff. Pretty cool. So, so that's my barn swallow adventure.
1: <laughs> right. Sounds like you, uh, you definitely added to the excitement of their day.
0: Oh my gosh. And,
1: and, and actually, without knowing it, uh, you actually tied into our subject tonight because you were, uh, you had those parents that were, you know, worried about their young, you know, whether they were yeah. on eggs or the youngsters were there.
0: Yep. And so you
1: got that whole dynamics of the parent and the, and the, you know, small birds and such, but that's true.
0: That's yeah. true. Yeah. Cause we, you know, and we are talking about tonight, uh, you know, last week we talked about our death and then tonight it's, it's about our parents, mm-hmm. our mom and our dad. Uh, and the title I guess is, is like going and gone because uh, of course, Greg, at our age, uh, we either have parents that are very you know, elderly and, and, and they're, they're in their late stages of life or they're already gone. We've already lost them. And now now, tell me about your situation as far as parents and so forth. Can you describe that?
1: Right. So, um, So for me, both of my parents have passed away. My father passed away nearly 30 years ago. Wow. Like, right at 30 years ago. Yeah. My mom has been, let's see, that's been about nine years ago so wow, it's it's been it's been a long uh long gap there and, and yeah. my wife um her father passed away um yeah, about seven years ago and so but her mom is still living and is in her upper 80s so that's good how about you
0: yeah that and that yeah that's the way with me too um Glenda's parents actually Glenda's parents have both passed so so she's lost them her dad passed away about 20 years ago her mom about 10 and then um, my dad just passed away about four years ago Uh, Mm -hmm. I lost my dad and um, he was 84 and then uh, and we'd mentioned that before he was 84 and then his sister was 86 and they passed away Mm. three months apart 90 days 30 months to the day they both passed away. And that was so weird that one would live 86 years. One would live 84 and they die within three months of each other. I thought that was, those was kind of strange, but, that uh, amazing. but yeah. Yeah. And so, so we've gone through that grief. And then of course my mother is the only one alive and, uh, and I've got some story. I'll tell more about that here in a little bit, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Mom is still alive, doing well. She still lives at home where I grew up. Mm-hmm. a little bitty house. It was, uh, it, it, every time I go back, it seems smaller and smaller.
1: <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. That it, happens.
0: Uh, yeah. We had four kids in one bedroom and you talk about, wow, it was a close knit family. My poor sister, three brothers and a sister, you know, it's like our three boys and a girl. So, so it was, it was kind of tough, but, but we just, you know, <laughs> you deal with what you got. So yeah. Yeah. So, so
1: um, so before we went on the air tonight, uh, you were telling me about a, uh, uh, what's we'll call it a, a an interesting encounter you had. We we labeled it the uh, trifecta of legends meeting. Why don't you just spend a few minutes and tell us about that? That was uh, I had you know you just told me about that, so it's pretty amazing what happened.
0: Yeah, you know, Greg and I still and I told my wife today. I just said, "Wow, Glenda, that was one of the best days of my life." Three legends are, are just a, just a, oh, a one day and actually within you know uh, a few hours of each other, but just kind of mm-hmm. neat and, and I this show and the book finishing on fire talking about how we live each and every day mm-hmm. at, to the fullest and, and and really be alert and be aware of who we're around and who we're with and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and just enjoying it, really enjoying the ride, I guess. And um, I, I was telling you, Greg, that, yeah, there were three people that day. Number one, the first thing in the morning, I met a gentleman who I'd given a book to at, at the local uh, Cracker Barrel restaurant and uh, and come to find out. We talked for just a little bit. He was 91 years old. And he actually, uh, his great granddad was best friends with Abraham Lincoln. Mm. And they actually went down the Mississippi River, went down the Ohio River, down to the Mississippi, down to New Orleans. And that was a famous trip. And when, when Abe Lincoln was a teenager, he was a young boy. Well, he's probably, what was he, 17, 18, maybe 19 at the latest. But anyway, okay. I guess beyond 19, you can't be a teenager anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this gentleman, uh, his, his great-great-granddad was a gentry and 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 him and this gentry this uh, his great great granddad they him and abe lincoln were buddies and they took that trip to new orleans and and that's where abe lincoln um encountered his first slave auction uh there in new orleans and it upset him so much it was just horrendous to see uh these people treated uh, like they were just like animals or worse it was just awful and so that was that really cemented in his mind that he was definitely against that kind of, uh, life for people. Uh, so he was going to fight that, but so I had had breakfast there and, I, this gentleman, you know, we got to talking and I'd given him a book about a month or so ago and he loved finishing on fire. He said, man, I love that book. I, I couldn't put it down. And, and I thought, man, buddy, your life must really suck. If you gotta, no, <laughs> no, I, no, I told him I appreciated that, but it really, it, it, it stuck with him. He liked a lot of the, the, uh, ideas in it, but, but, but I I had breakfast and then he came over and we talked a little bit and it was just interesting to know that, that his great, great granddad was buddies with, with Abe Lincoln. And then, and then I was on my way uh, actually to pick up my mom. We were celebrating my mom's 86th birthday. And so uh, I told um, this gentleman, Bob, I said, Bob, I'm, I'm headed up there to see my mom. I was going to buy a gift for her there at the Cracker Barrel gift shop. And uh, he had these, um, pieces of art artwork they they were like in a picture frame but they were made of seashells and he'd collected every one of them and he glued them on there in a a beautiful arrangement and all sea urchin uh, parts and seashells and all these different ones and he painted them and did different things and he would take them down to fort myers florida sanibel island and he had won several awards with his artwork and they were beautiful so i thought you know what i'll just buy one of these for my mom and that's what i did i bought one from bob so 91 years old i'm i I talked with bob i I bought that off of him i took it to my mom and then we went to lunch and met my brother at this special restaurant amish uh it's called lakeview restaurant there on west boggs lake and uh, we go there about every year for her birthday now i wanted to go to a different restaurant Uh, the Gastoff, which was a, uh, another Amish restaurant, but uh, my brother said, no, Dave, I want to go to this one. And, and mom liked it too. It didn't matter to her really. And so I I told her, I said, mom, we're going to take you over to the Lakeview restaurant today. And she was excited. And I said, okay. So we go over to Lakeview restaurant and we get our, we eat our lunch and we're sitting there by the window, watch, looking out the lake. And then I'm going up to get dessert. And I'm coming by this table, just two tables away. There's an older couple And they were celebrating his 100th birthday. And I'm like, wow. And, and I hadn't really paid much attention. And as I walked by uh, the waitress said, Hey, somebody bought your lunch. And he was excited and his wife was excited. And I kind of looked at him and I thought, wow, I think I know that guy. And I just, I hadn't seen this guy for years. And, um, and, and I, of course I know people everywhere, Greg, I've been all over the world and it seems like I run into somebody I know, or, or their cousin or whoever. So, so I go back to the table and I come back. I said, mom, I'm going to go over and talk to this gentleman. I went over there and I looked at him and I, he looked at me and I said, I think I know you. And I said, are you Fred Woods? And he says, yes, I am. He says, he, I said, uh, I said, you probably don't remember me. He says, well, if you take off your mask, because we had our COVID mask on, <laughs> he mm-hmm. says, I think I might remember, you know, recognize you. So I took off my mask. I told him and, and he said, yes. And I, he was my boss when I was at Purdue University. Um, uh, during my Purdue and Vince's years, I uh, worked for the U.S. government and he was my supervisor for the summer student trainee program. I hadn't seen Fred in 35 years Wow! and him and his wife were there and they, they were celebrating their hundred, his hundredth birthday. And we had the, just the most wonderful chat. But for the last three or four years, I told my wife, I said, I want to find Fred. I want to meet with him and talk to him. I have a couple of questions I want to talk to him about, you know, ask him and stuff. And so I couldn't believe it that day. I'm taking my mother, 86 year old mother for her birthday, which is awesome. That is so awesome because she's in good health and she can do that. Uh, I started out having breakfast with Abe Lincoln's uh, best friends, you know, great great grandson. <laughs> And there I run into Fred Woods and Florin, his wife, uh, she was 82 and Fred was hundred there and we talked and chatted and I really it just lit him up when I, you know, we, I mentioned different people and he said, yeah, do you remember this guy? And I said, yes. And I told him about him and his eyes just lit up and it, it just, you could tell. And so we got a picture together and, and we just had a, uh, just a great little chat. And then I went back over to, to my uh, table with mom and my brother and they were getting getting ready to leave uh, Fred and his wife. And so um, I saw that they were needing some help. So my brother went over and I, and we helped him stand up. He had a bad knee. They just had a, a knee replaced or something. And so we helped him stand up. And then once we got him up and he could stabilize, then he had a Walker thing that he used and then he was okay. But we, I'm glad we were there to help him get up. Cause I don't know what he had done, but mm-hmm. uh, it was just such an amazing day. And, and if I wouldn't have had my eyes and my heart open to it, I would have missed a lot of this. Um, you know, the fact that Bob was there at Cracker Barrel and then he had a gift and I was going to buy a gift. And I thought this will be perfect for my mom. Yeah. And then spending the time there just three or four hours later with my mom at lunch with my brother, who's my best friend for life. You know, my brother, Doug, just awesome. And uh, and then uh, running into Fred, Fred Woods there. It's like, what are the odds? I, mm-hmm. I hadn't been, to that. I wouldn't go to that restaurant, but maybe once a year. And I'm sure he probably isn't there, but once or twice a year and we were there. And I just, that's so exciting. And, and, and what thrills me is the fact that I think I want to help people recognize those opportunities to look around and see who's around and see who you're with and enjoy life. And 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 especially older people like our parents, you don't know if this is this is your last time with them or not. And so I, I think it's so important, and, and it doesn't have to be older people, but we're talking about our parents, you know, going and gone, and and right. uh, we have those regrets. And 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 I want to try to help people, Greg, as we we go through our episodes, help people not have those regrets. Absolutely,
1: know? yep. And it's, uh, it's, uh, inspiring to see, you know, how that set of opportunities worked out for you, just in, you know, common everyday events yeah that to be something special. And so it, it, it seems like, you know, it inspires me to think about, there's probably some other things that I may be missing some days, or, um, sometimes it's just a change in your perspective a little bit and focusing on, you know, what's unique, what's magic about that set of circumstances. So you were able to do that. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think um, this mask thing we've had with the COVID has hurt our, our opportunities and relationships because when people can't see your smile, uh, you don't quite connect or engage as easily. Okay. And so you got to make an effort because, you know, just saying hello uh, to people might spark an opportunity for them uh, to talk about, excuse me, something that you know their their experiences in life, and all of a sudden you find out, oh, it's somebody you you remember from the past, or it's somebody that <laughs> is related to somebody, and then you learn things. If you don't connect with people, I think you miss out. I think mm-hmm. you miss out on the spice of life, of learning from from everyone that you have the opportunity to be around, and and if you go around with your with your eyes, you know, kind of you know, with tunnel vision. Uh, and not looking, you're going to miss great opportunities. Cause if I wouldn't have taken a, a, just a few minutes to, to, to notice, you know, Fred and Florin there and somebody had, had bought their, their lunch and it made me look. And when I looked, I'm like, Hey, I think I know these people. So that that was so cool. Oh my God. That
1: was cool. Yeah. that
0: was exciting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know one of the things, so thanks for sharing that. That's That's really cool. And, and one of the things we we're going to talk about was um, thinking about you know how we um, how we think about our parents and how and thus you know how we honor them. Mm. And so I think there's probably some things that maybe you know each of us can share about that. Um, I can I can throw in a couple things here. Uh, right off the bat, you know it's interesting if you think about you know my parents have been both passed away for quite a long time, and I think. <laughs> I think how easy it is in today's society because technology moves so fast, life moves so fast that it's really easy to get separated mm. from your parents and not stay involved in their lives. Um, and especially I remember, you know, this isn't that many years ago, but I remember trying to teach my mom who was um, almost 90 at the time to wow. use to use email on a computer, you know, oh. to stay <laughs> to stay, (laughs) to stay, to stay in touch. You know, the good news is she got comfortable enough with the computer that would, she would play games on it, you know, solitaire and, and things like that. And she liked doing that. There was just that leap to get to understanding how email worked and to use it that we just never quite got to, but she lived almost three, uh, three hours away. And so it's a little bit of a challenge to, um, to, you can't go every week well, I guess you could it's yeah. difficult to go when you've got a growing family when you've got teenagers and to try and um be at your parents whether it's one of them or both of them at the same time it's uh it's so difficult to fit that into life so you look for some of these other conveniences to keep you connected at the same time yeah. so I don't know what about you what do you do to yeah. stay connected
0: well, the, you know, Greg, you made a good point. I, it reminded me of something in, in the book, Finishing on Fire. Uh, it's And by the way, the book, you can get it on Amazon. It's an Amazon number one bestseller. But uh, you just go on Amazon, click on you know Dave Wadsworth or Finishing on Fire, and it should pop up there. But um, uh, really an interesting book. About ideas of how to do, like you said, Greg, how to connect, and and one of the things uh, in there, one of the chapters is talked about targeting. And it's mm-hmm. about targeting people. And, mm-hmm. and what I use is a, a, an illustration of a, like a, a target, like an archery target that uh, if you were shooting arrows, you would have a, a bullseye and then you'd have a, a next ring out and then a, a further ring out. And, and what I, I talked about in that chapter was targeting the people in your life. And, and of course you start out with, you know, your spouse, your children, your parents, they're yep. in that inner ring. Okay. And so, you need to target ways uh, to, or focus on ways uh, to target opportunities to be with your parents, with your, with your loved ones, with the people in your bullseye. That's mm-hmm. really what you need to focus on. And, and email, you know, three hours away, you're right. That's a tough, tough way to, to live. Uh, especially as they age, you know, not being close enough to, to make that, you know, help out. Uh, one thing that my brothers uh, and I do my sister lives in San Diego, so she's way out there. And then um, physically, not mentally, she's okay. <laughs> and her husband, George, he's a little bit out there. No, I'm just kidding. George is a good man. But, but my brother, Kelly, and my brother, Doug, they both live about eight or 10 miles away on both sides of her. And so we take turns. Uh, every every uh, weekend, one of us uh, is responsible to take care of mom. Mm -hmm. And so what we do, we will go, uh, like when it's my weekend, okay. Either Friday or Saturday or Sunday, I'll go up. I'm about an hour away. I'll drive up and then I'll, I'll help mom. Um, uh, we'll mow her yard. If it's summertime, we, we cut the grass. Okay. Uh, we'll pick up limbs and, and sticks and things in her yard. And then also I help her clean her house and, uh, pick up things and get things, you know, put away and, and vacuum and do all the stuff I learned as a kid, you know, mom was good for us. She, she made us work <laughs> and we got our, we got our 40 cent allowance every week, but we had to do chores and, and it was great. Uh, at the time it was terrible, but, but we'll go, I'll go up there and then, uh, mom will have a, a grocery list or we'll make one and we'll, I'll, we'll go get groceries. Mom and I will go out and get groceries. And then, um, what we do, we take turns. My brother, Doug, will take a weekend. I'll take a weekend. And then uh, my sister-in-law, Talisa, who's Kelly's wife, she will take a weekend. They, they kind of you know work it together. So, so we take those turns. But she, my mom gets a call every day. She's yep. called in the morning and in the evening because we call and remind her uh, to take her medicine. Yep. Okay. Uh, and she's pretty good about it, but sometimes, you know, she gets busy and she forgets and stuff. So we've got a system set up. My sister in San Diego, that's one way she can help. Okay. And, and something she did recently, she, uh, she wanted to help out from a distance. And so we ended up getting a, a, um, a gentleman locally there to come and cut the grass. And so he actually will come in and mow her yard, uh, you know, in the summertime. And that's a good thing. And sure. and we also have the local restaurant bring her a lunch meal every noon uh monday through friday five days a week she'll get a lunch they'll bring uh to her and then she a lot of times she'll eat part of that and maybe eat some of her supper but she gets uh the guy checks on her you know kind of a way to check on her so we just keep in contact and so uh, my sister will call her two or three days a week uh, she'll call her in the mornings uh i call on like tuesday and thursday evenings and doug calls you know and so we have a whole um i guess a whole uh, network Put together mm-hmm. on how mm-hmm. we stay in contact with mom and take care of her and keep her home we w- our big thing is we want to be able to let her have her autonomy and live at home and so far she's able to do that and then of course uh when she wrecked <laughs> the van here several years ago um we took the keys away from her uh, she pulled out you know in front of somebody nobody got hurt It was okay but we said Please Lord total this van. We want this van to be inoperable <laughs> so we can take the keys away from her and we did and and so we ended up buying her a golf cart and she uses that golf cart and drives around you know town in Plainville all the time. She goes to the post office and does things and and uh, she can go up to the restaurant if she wants to get a cup of coffee and she can go to the the gas station and she'll get her a little piece of pizza or something. She's she's so funny. Uh, nice. Yeah. So it's it's kind of the way we've kind of built, you know, a a contact, uh, um, net or, or, uh, network, I guess around Mm -hmm. how we can really take care of her. And, and, and this is something, Greg, um, we were out the other day. Well, Oh, I know what it was when we were there having mom's lunch, you know, for her birthday, there were a couple of people, you know, two couples uh, next to us at another table. And when they got up to leave, they said, uh, they told my mom happy birthday and mm. uh, wished her happy birthday. And then they said, you two are really good sons, you know, mm. you know to your mom. And I said, well, she raised us right. You know, <laughs> 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 We're trying not to screw it up, but, but I said, she's a pretty darn good mother. That's why. And, and so, and I get that a lot when we're out getting, um, when I take her shopping to get groceries, I have, I hear that a lot, you know, you're a really good son and I tell myself, I said, oh, no. I said, my two brothers are the good ones. I'm the bad apple, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. So, I really like what you and your um, siblings have worked out there. That's 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 one of the best systems I've heard, um, you know, laid out and put into practical use. Uh, and how many years have you been doing that?
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, it's wow. been dad went to the nursing home. He had a stroke. Uh, so probably... Um, seven, maybe eight years that we've actually been working with her. And it's kind of been a kind of a work in progress, but yeah, I'd say seven years, eight years at the most where we've, and gradually we, we, we find, you know, what works for her. And, sure. uh, and, and, and our schedules, my wife works every third weekend at the hospital. And so that's the weekend I, I choose to go take care of mom, you know, mm-hmm. that's my weekend. So that way, uh, Glenda, while she's at work, then I can go be taking care of mom. And so Perfect. that's really, yeah, it works out great. And we all fill in, you know, I mean, I am so blessed to have the, the, uh, brothers and sister that I have. It is amazing, uh, the life I've had. And, and I talk about that in my book finishing Mm -hmm. on fire, just the, the, uh, enjoying who's in your life, you know, and, and they don't have to be brothers and sisters, but enjoy the people in your life and do it on a daily basis. And it really enhances your life. It, It makes your life rich and full. And I know Greg, you know, you've got a, a wonderful family and I know you're, you know, like you said, your parents have passed, but you're passing on that that legacy uh you know your children your Mm -hmm. grandchildren you've got you are um you focus in on them you spend a lot of time with them you've uh loved them and respected them and and taught them and i and i really admire that in you because um you know that's your legacy and and you've not spent all your time working and neglected your family or 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 had hobbies that took you away from your family you've really yeah focused in and said you know what this is what's important this is what means you know something to me and so hopefully when you're uh you know 95 or 100 uh your kids and <laughs> grandkids are are taking care of you or loving you you know and, and respecting you because of what how you you know raised your children and how you were the uh, the example for them you know mm-hmm. each and every day and so that you know it comes back to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. way that, I mean, what you just testified to with your, the, the trifecta, but especially your mom, you know, that's, um, that's a legacy of, um, she and your dad together, or you, know, your, you, your two brothers and your sister. And so that's excellent to see. So uh, that kind of takes us to another bit of a, um, I guess, segment here is, um, and it, it, we've already started on it, I guess, without knowing it, and that is honoring your parents and what that looks like. And I think that's been some really uh, excellent illustrations. Is anything else come to mind when you think about honoring your parents?
0: I, th- I think it's, you know, in today's climate uh, in America, we see a lot of um, uh, anxiety and, mm. and seem like uh, anger and uh, just a lot of friction, And, and I hate that. I really do. I just, I just don't think that that's healthy for anyone and stress. And so what our, what our show is about is, is, you know, finishing on fire and that's, it's about respecting people. Yes. Okay. Giving people no matter who they are. Okay. And I really believe that uh, how you treat people that can do nothing for you Mm -hmm. is the measure of who you are. Uh, the, the, uh, if you're honorable and respectful to people that, that, uh, really can't advance your life in any, any meaningful way and, and, and you, the, how you treat them is so critical. I was in a meeting, give you an example. Uh, we were in a meeting, I went to Indianapolis this week to meet with my daughter and then her, uh, she's just started with an, a new, uh, company and then her, her bosses, it's actually a husband and wife. And we were sitting there and uh, we had just had lunch at this Applebee's. It was really good. And, and the waitress, we were done. Basically she was cleaning up some of the dishes and she, she had a, uh, just a, a container of um, like marinara sauce that you, you dip in your, your cheese sticks and stuff in and, and it slipped out of her hand and it, it hit the plate and splattered all over uh, Juan Pablo, her boss, and 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 he, I mean Oops. it was all over his jacket, his shirt. Oh. It splashed on his side of his face, it splashed in his hair. And then behind him, the, the booth we were in. And it was wow. just it was unbelievable. You couldn't have done that if you mess. tried. And 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 she was so the the, the waitress was just so distraught. Uh, she was so shocked and upset about it. And, and the way Juan Pablo reacted was, was tremendous. I was so impressed with him because, mm. you know, a lot of people would have just blown up and just, you know, ripped her up and down and, and all kinds of stuff. And he's like, hey, it's okay. It's okay. You know, she was so upset. I got up and we had extra napkins and I just started <laughs> wiping <laughs> off his shirt and his, his jacket and his face and everything. And, and, and I could tell immediately what kind of man he was. By yes. the way, he treated that woman because most people would have been really upset and stuff. And he's like, you know, hey, it was an accident. Right. She didn't mean to do that. You know, it just happened. You know, nobody died. It's <laughs> a little bit of tomato sauce. Okay. Big deal. Big deal. And, and I think that's what our show is about is respect. <clears throat> respect for our number one, ourselves. Okay. Uh, respect for our spouse respect for our children, and then that, that, those rings as they go outward, but respect for every person because everyone is important, no matter who they are, no matter what they do, whatever their lot in life is, how do you treat them? And, and I think the whole thing comes down to respect and that's honoring. And right. I, I feel like that's what we're called to do. It's, it's so critical that, that we look at people as, as uh, people of value, that everyone has worth everyone should be honored and respected. Okay. And, and that's, and, and our parents, hopefully uh, you know, your parents have instilled that in you and, and hopefully, you know uh, you know, most people get that. Now, some people, their parents were, were ornery and they, they, they didn't (laughs) teach them the right way. Of course that's one thing I like to quote Abe Lincoln. (laughs) He always said, he said, you know, he says, I can learn from just about every person I meet. And it's usually what not to do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I love that quote. (laughs) So so
0: some some people, you know, they had parents that that taught them what not to do,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, how not to live, how not to treat people, how not to screw up your life, you know, because uh, essentially some parents are just good, bad examples.
1: (laughs) 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 well I think part of that part of that honoring you were talking about was you know just recognizing that you know if you think back um, I guess when you were when you were growing up sometimes life felt overwhelming Mm -hmm. and your parents were there for you and now that they're getting older in age you can kind of see that creep in where life's getting overwhelming for them Mm -hmm. and so it's so so important to be there for them and try and you know, move those things out of the way so that, you know, your mom's not worrying about who's going to mow her lawn or yep. whatever else needs to be taken care of with her house or just things that happen that cause anxiety. And so that's so, so important. That's just some simple ways to clear away some of those, um, some of those irritations in life and to honor them.
0: Yeah. 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 I sometimes, you know, we get frustrated with people around us. Um, Glenda and i you know we're together a lot uh and you're with sherry a lot and sometimes little things kind of get annoying but Mm -hmm. but you gotta focus on the good stuff you gotta focus on what's really important and not some of the stupid stuff mom sure she's 86 okay uh maybe she's forgetful or maybe she she does things that irritate us uh you know she doesn't clean her house like we want her to or whatever but you know what yeah, it's funny. This is a funny story. I'll tell you this real quick. You're gonna love this. <laughs> she loves sweets. Okay, so we go to town, and she just loads up. I mean, it's cookies, it's Twinkies, it's little these uh, blueberry muffins. You know, I mean, uh, Honey Nut Cheerios. I mean, sugar, 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 sugar. Okay. <laughs> And I know my brother and sister in law sometimes they're like, How much sugar did she buy this week? You know, and it's <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, and it's like you, you get a whole cart full of it and you're thinking, Man, she's gonna be really, you know, uh, amped up on this stuff. But but yeah. I'm thinking. My goodness. She's 86. Let her eat whatever the heck she wants to eat. <laughs> I, I took her to the doctor the other day, uh, probably, uh, I don't know, a couple of three weeks ago and the doctor went through her blood test and he says, Oh my gosh, she's lost a little weight. She's, uh, her, her vitals are good. You know, her, 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 um, blood pressure's good. The different levels of, of, you know, whatever it is in her, in her blood hemoglobin and different things that they mm-hmm. checked. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, you know what, Hey, she's 86, let her do whatever the heck she wants. You know, I mean, if she wants to eat Twinkies all the time, you know, or, <laughs> you know, more than she should. Right, you know? right. So, so I think that's a way we honor her, you know, by, by not nitpicking at her, you know, right. and, and saying, mm-hmm. mom, you shouldn't be eating this. And it's like, so, you know, she, we're not, we're not paying for it. I mean, she's got, uh, you know, her social security income, she's got income from dad, you know, he worked, civil service and so he she's still got that pension and so you know she doesn't she's not uh you know living like a queen but she's very comfortable okay Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh and it's just it's like you know what just let her live life and and uh just try not to be you know we just get so bogged down with some of the little details that we forget to live life and enjoy (laughs) it so
1: (laughs) right yeah i think that's I think that's so important. You know, one of the phrases that um, we using we use in coaching, oftentimes, to get people um, to help move them forward, is meeting people where they're at. And mm. so you can't, you can't. When I start working with someone and they've got some goals they want to get from point A to point Z, you know, let's say, but you can't get them there all in all one trip you've got to meet them where they're at and help them guide them on the journey. So I think about parents in, in some of the same way as things change, you got to meet them where they're at. And so yeah. I think what you just testified there too, is the ways in which you and your family do that. So that's, that's tremendous. I love that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think you've, uh, you've coached a lot of people and uh, Greg, I think you've changed a lot of lives. That's exciting. Uh, I've heard you talk about some of your clients. Uh, you haven't told me all the details about the, you know, I don't need to know their names and stuff, but some of the stories and, and that, and that thrills me to hear the lives that you've changed, how you've, you know, coached them, uh, you know, well, your business called career meets purpose, right? Exactly. Career meets purpose and how you, you meet them where they're at. And, and then you develop this game plan and you say, OK, it's exciting for me to, to sit back and watch you do that. And I'm sure for them, what you're doing is changing their life because a lot of them are in situations that uh, that they feel stuck. They mm-hmm. just don't know where to go next. And and you're there as the guide, as a mentor, the coach. Uh, and, and you can really. Uh, lead them through this and and sometimes it doesn't take a whole lot of tweaking maybe they're in the going the right way but they they're off just a few degrees and they're getting and as they go they're going to be in the ditch pretty easily right <laughs> or maybe they've gotten <laughs> into the ditch but they but they haven't flipped the car over and it's not on fire you know and it's not like the gasoline tank is leaking down on them you know so
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but but in a lot of situations you become as a as a, a a career coach. Oh my gosh. You are a huge lifeline for these people and, and the way you honor them and treat them and, and encourage them. It's it's pretty amazing to me. I'm, I'm just, uh, that's thrilling that, that the impact that you have on their lives and, and that ripple effect from there, you know? So. All
1: right. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's amazing to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, I don't think if I've ever told you this before, the oldest person, I've ever worked with. I believe he was seventy three. Wow! I, I can't go on. Career the coach. D- yeah. So and exactly. And um, he um, was going through a little difficult time in his life and um, searching for his next opportunity. And it, it, yeah, he needed some money, but it was really that he wanted to be contributing, not in a little way, but a big way. He had still. At 73 years old, big dreams, big aspirations, and wanted to make a big impact. And he was inspiring to me to be able to understand what he was on fire about at that age. And so it was just an encouragement to me. Uh, So anyway. That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. So uh, anything else you want to touch on before we go to our uh, our two-minute warning?
0: No, we need to get into the two minute warning because uh, that's another segment we've got. I know Greg, we've got, Many different segments we're going to get into. And of course, the Wadsies world with with my life and my world of animals, encounters, or animal <laughs> encounters throughout my life. I've got some great stories. <laughs> They're awesome. But uh one thing we want with with our program is uh challenges and uh just some eye-opening things, and, and yep. the one segment we want to kind of finish up here with uh today in our episode is is called the two-minute warning. Because when I do motivational speaking, a lot of times I use football analogies and, and talk mm-hmm. about how uh, when you're in the fourth quarter of life, which we are, Greg, essentially, we have a lot more life behind us than we have ahead of us. And uh, we've, we've lived a lot and we've enjoyed a lot, but we need to make it count. And, and not only are we in the fourth quarter, but we need to think about the two-minute warning because basically in a football game, statistically the last two minutes of the first half and the last two minutes of the game or the fourth quarter, that's where the majority, the vast majority of points are scored Yeah, because exactly. all the time, ta- all of a sudden time is compressed and, and your opportunities are compressed and that's all, that's what we're talking about finishing on fire. We're talking about focusing and compressing our, our, our actions and, and our, and our, our, um, our time is, is compressive. So we have to do something. So we're, we're focused on that. So the two minute warning, here it is. And now it's time for the
1: two minute warning.
0: Okay. we got a question for you. Okay. Are your parents still alive? Okay. Are your parents still alive? Um, Hopefully they are. If they're not okay, but if they are, then, then here's the, here's what we're going to, here's the two minute warning. Here's what you do. If they are, you, yes, they are. Here's what you do. You call them right now, get on the phone, call them. I want you to tell them two things. Number one, I want you to tell them that you love them. Mm -hmm. Those are great words and mean it. Tell them you love them. Every time I talk to mom, I tell them, tell her I love her. Okay. Number two, When you call them right now, you say, I love you. And then number two, you thank them and you say, mom or dad, thank you. And I want you to tell them one or two or maybe three things that they did in your life that you, that that had a big impact on you. Mm -hmm. Something that, that really meant a lot to you, something that maybe it's um, a habit that you learned that they taught you and it has served you well throughout your life or maybe it's just just a, a lesson in life that's that kept you from going in the ditch you know or, or kept you from crashing and burning yes. uh, just some life lesson whatever it is so so number one are they alive if if yes you call them right now you say i love you and thank you and be specific on the thank you i think that's a great great thing to do okay this is your two-minute warning You may not have another chance. You may not have tomorrow. We're not promised tomorrow. Now here's the, here's the other issue. If your parents are gone, if you have lost your parents and and they're no longer with you. Okay. I'm sure you probably have a a mentor or someone in your life, a senior uh, person, someone older than you um, that has experienced a lot of life and they've helped you. They've, they've had an impact on you, whether it was a, a teacher a coach, uh, maybe an uncle, uh, you know, a a good friend, someone in your life, and they've had a a strong impact on you. I want you to do the same thing. I want you to, excuse me, call them right now, say, I love you and I thank you for this, this, and this. Or maybe it's just one thing, it doesn't matter. It will absolutely uh, light them up. I mean, it will light them up. And number two, it will light you up guaranteed because when you do good things for good people, it may be just what they need to hear and, and it will, it will really change their day and their world. And it'll do the same for you. And that's what we're about, Greg. I mean, that is what we're about.
1: Yeah. I love that challenge. Excellent. Excellent. The two minute warning,
0: two minute warning. warning. I'm telling you, tick, tick, tick. Not a lot of time left. So there you have it. So you take care, Greg. Good to see you. And we will talk to you folks next episode. Thank you for listening to the Finishing on Fire radio show. Be sure to visit finishingonfire.com for more great content. Go light your world.